Hey, good morning, folks. Pastor here. I'm so glad that uh, once again you've allowed me to come into your uh, living room, your office, your den, wherever you're at this morning and share with you uh, the Word of God. I hope you've gathered your family around. I hope that uh, you've got your Bible uh, ready to go, have your favorite uh, drink, and um, <clears throat> I pray that you've enjoyed the service to this point. And let's not forget, we got our Kids Quest coming up right after this, and so make sure that your kiddos are ready, and uh, I know that they will enjoy that as well. But let's take our Bibles, if we could please, and open up to the book of Matthew as we continue in our series in Matthew, uh, the book of Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. And let's take a look at verses 14 through 30. I'm going to uh, be speaking to you this morning, preaching from the Word of God on maximizing your opportunities. Maximizing your opportunities. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 14, the Bible reads this way. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that received two, he also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that have received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things, and are thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathered where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reaped where I sowed not, and gatherest where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put the money to the exchangers, and then at thy coming I should, I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and giveth it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to be able to look into your word. And I pray that you would um, help us today to be able to take uh, the word of God and to apply it to our hearts and our lives. Lord, I ask that if there is one out here today that's listening, that uh, they would come to know you as their own personal Savior. Thank you for those who were saved last week, and uh, we pray that they would grow in the things of the Lord. We ask you for this. 
Lord, I pray that you would encourage our hearts. Help us to maximize our opportunities. Help us to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and how he maximized his opportunity to glorify you while he was here on this earth. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, many of us have opportunities throughout our lives, and all of us have different opportunities to be able to uh, enjoy different things in life or to be involved in different things in life. Um, I've known of people that have had opportunities to be able to go visit the, uh, the president, and, uh, uh, you know, that would be a, an opportunity that many would enjoy, to be able to go to the White House and, and visit with the president. There, there have been others to be able to have opportunities to meet very, uh, various famous people uh, in their lives. Uh, there's others who have had opportunities to be able to have a great education or be um, blessed with uh, social uh, connections. But all of us have different opportunities. And no matter where you come from or whatever your background is, everybody has an opportunity or opportunities. And it's the responsibility of every person to maximize their opportunities. In this passage of Scripture, what we find is Jesus is teaching His disciples once again about His second coming. This is not about the rapture. The church, is, uh, the church has already gone, if you will. But this is about the second coming of Christ and what it will look like or the time frame uh, of what it will look like when Jesus comes back. And Jesus gives four ingredients that will help us to maximize our opportunities while we're still here on earth. And, and we ought to do everything that we can as believers in Christ to maximize our opportunities. Friend, if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior uh, today, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, if you're trusting in your works or in your good deeds, you know, I've heard many people say, well, if my good deeds outweigh my bad deeds, and, and maybe if I, um, if I give enough to a specific church or organization, or if I'm, I'm kind to the poor, or if I help um, uh, the sick and the invalid, and, and they're good things to do, but those things will not get you into heaven. And this morning, if, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, if you're trusting in religion and you're not trusting in Jesus Christ, you have an opportunity to maximize this opportunity. You say, well, what's my opportunity? To be able to accept Christ as your personal Savior. To have your sins forgiven, to have a relationship with the living God who created you in His image, who loves you, who gave Himself for you, who died on a cross and rose again three days later according to the Scriptures. That's your opportunity. For the believer here today, those of us who have trusted Christ, we're not trusting in anything else. We are trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone. We've asked Him to forgive us of our sins. We've repented of our sins, and we've placed our faith in Him. You have an opportunity to look at what God has given to you and to maximize it for His honor and glory and for your good. So let's take a look at the four ingredients that will help maximize your opportunity. First, if you're going to maximize your opportunity, you must realize you are given a responsibility. You are given a responsibility. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 14 says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. 
they had a responsibility. His goods were given unto these servants. What you see here is that there are multiple servants. Uh, there are three servants here, as you find in verse 15. And, and these servants were different. One received five talents. One received two talents. And another received one talent. It's showing us that there, are, there is diversity. And we know that. We see diversity in our world all the time, don't we? And God is, is a God of diversity. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that everybody is not exactly the same. And, uh, but we see here that these men, these servants, were diverse. They had different abilities. And we are all people with different opportunities, with different abilities. This man, he knew his servants. He understood them. See, in verse 15, it says, every man, uh, To every man according to his several ability, or to his own ability. That, that's the idea there, that, that uh, every person has their own abilities. And he gave, this master gave each one of these servants what they were able to handle. You ever feel like at times you, you, you have so much to do you can't handle it? I'm sure that we've all been there. But when it comes to opportunities, God gives to us no more than what we can handle. He's giving each one of these uh, servants a responsibility according to their abilities. He's giving those opportunities to them. And the point is that every one of us have different experiences in life. We have different opportunities. We've had different job situations. We've had different educational backgrounds. We've had different fi family dynamics. And this is what makes us unique and which makes us different. And since we've all had different exposures to life, this has an impact upon our opportunities and abilities. And Christ has given to every one of us a responsibility. That's why, um, that, that's why each of us have the responsibility to maximize our opportunities. You have to realize that. Friend, if you don't know Christ, your personal Savior, you're, you're, you're hearing the gospel today. You're now responsible. You have to make a decision about the gospel, whether you're going to accept it or whether you're going to reject it. See, God gives to us exactly what we can handle when it comes to our opportunities. See, the issue is not your capacity. The issue is being faithful with what you've been given. John MacArthur says this, Not everybody is the same. Everybody was created differently with different mental capabilities and different verbal capabilities, different skills and talents. And then you add to what we've received in terms of creation from God, the fact that each of us has been exposed to different opportunities, different privileges, different teachers, different discipling processes. And the range is vast. I mean, there are people who have gotten doctor's degrees by the handful from seminaries. And on the other hand, there are Christians who know very basically nothing but the gospel. They believed that maybe from a missionary somewhere, and they have a very primitive culture, and they never, never heard much more than that. And maybe they're very limited in their educational ability. And maybe some people are very limited mentally. And some are very limited emotionally. See, the point is, it's not your capacity. The point is... Are you being faithful to maximize your opportunity? 
See, the master gave to them his goods, and the point was that they were to be faithful to maximize that to get a return on the master's funds. It was to get a return and invest upon the master's funds. See, the master was saying, show yourself faithful. You have this responsibility, now show yourself faithful. See, if you never accept the fact that you've been given a responsibility, you'll never maximize your opportunity. If you never accept the fact that you've been given a responsibility, you will never maximize your opportunity. The first ingredient of maximizing your opportunity this morning is to accept your responsibility. The second thing is that you will communicate a response. You will communicate a response. See, one of the ways that uh, you know if you're maximizing your opportunity or not is what you communicate back. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 16, look there. Then he that received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. Verse 17, and likewise, he that received two, he also gained other two. There's a response that each one of these servants communicated. Two of the servants communicated the same response. The third servant had a different response. The first two both doubled the master's money. See, their response, uh, their response to their responsibility was that they were going to maximize the opportunity that the master had given them. They made the most of their spiritual opportunity. They were faithful to maximize their opportunity. What did the third servant do? Take a look in verse 18. It says, But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. See, the third servant dug in the ground and hid the money of the master. So that's odd. Well, not really, because in that time period, what people would do with their valuables or monies for safekeeping is that they would bury them in the ground. They would have some way of marking that area, and that way they would know uh, where their goods or their money, their valuables uh, were, so that at a later time they would be able to uh, receive them as needed. And this servant that had one talent did that. Now, just because the servant had one talent didn't make him or her a lesser of a servant. He was still required, and she was still required to be faithful with the opportunity that they had been given. See, if you and I have only been given one ability or one opportunity, we are still required to be faithful to maximize that opportunity. You know, there's really no denying, friend, that the church of America, that we as Americans have been given much. We've been exposed much to the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross, he paid the penalty for our sins, that we don't have to try and pay the penalty, we don't have to try and do good works to be able to, to, be able to work our way into heaven because we can't, the Bible says. We've been exposed much to the gospel, and if we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for our sins and that he rose again according to the scriptures and we're trusting in him and him alone, we know that we can have a relationship with God the Father. We know that our sins can be forgiven, that we have a home in heaven. We'll spend eternity with him. We've been exposed much to the, the gospel. 
the church in America and, and us as Americans, we've had great doctrinal teaching from many men and women uh, around the country to be able to teach the doctrines of the Word of God. We're loaded with preachers to listen to and studies to be involved in and spiritual support groups to join in. We've been given much. We have been given many opportunities to grow spiritually. The Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. So if we've been given a little or a lot, the issue is not the amount. I want you to understand that the issue is faithfulness to maximize our opportunities. I, I, I dare say that, that most of us are guilty of not maximizing our opportunities. Don't we waste time? We do. Hey, hey, I, I, I'm guilty. Sometimes we don't always share the gospel when we should. Sometimes we don't always give the way that we should. You know, there's many areas in our lives where we don't maximize the opportunities to be able to show the love of Christ to others the way that we should. See, though you have one ability... Though you have many abilities, the key is that the very least of opportunities still means that we are equally responsible. See, whether you have one, two, or five, doesn't matter. You are still equally responsible to maximize your opportunities. See, opportunities have no bearing on faithfulness. You say, well, I, I don't know about that preacher. I, I don't know if I can handle all the opportunities God's given me. Wait a second. It says that he gave to them according to their own ability. He knew his servants. Verse 15, several abilities. There's several ability. He knew exactly what they could handle. See, God gives us exactly the opportunities that we are able to faithfully handle. So if you're going to maximize your opportunities this morning, in order to maximize them, you must accept the fact that you've got a responsibility to maximize them. Secondly, that you're going to display a reaction to that opportunity. Are you going to be faithful in it, or are you just going to dig and hide it? But thirdly, if you're going to maximize your opportunity, you must take the ingredient or understand that there's the ingredient of you will face reckoning. Verses 19 through 27 in this passage of scripture talks about the reckoning. Take a look at verse 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. See, the master comes back after a long time. He doesn't come back right away. During this time, this is not uncommon for a master to be able to take his goods and give it unto his servants. These people, just because they were servants doesn't mean that they were not um, wise people. They knew what to do. Matter of fact, during that time, the servants, many servants, they, they would help run the households. They had a great responsibilities. Uh, the, these people were uh, entrusted with a great deal. This master had great confidence in them, and he would go away or she would go away for a long time, could be a year, maybe two, before they would ever come back and check. But the key is that the, the master came back. See, the point that Jesus is making is though we don't know when he will come back, he's going to reckon with us. He, he is coming back. He is. Just like he came the first time, he's coming a second time. 
And He's coming back to see what we've done concerning the opportunities that He's given to us. The first two servants, they were praised. The Master says, you're a good and trustworthy servant. He's basically, you've been faithful. You know, this Master is just not commenting on their service. But you know what He's saying? He's commenting on their character. So many times we think, well, if we just do, 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 we'll, we'll be okay. Oh, Jesus, in this passage, who, the Lord, who would be like the master here, he's saying, yes, you've done a good job, but it's because of your character. He's commenting on, you have been faithful, you are trustworthy. Let me ask you something. Would God say that of you? Would he be able to say you've made the most of your opportunities? And what does he say here? Because you've been faithful over a few things, I will, I will give you more. I will make you ruler over many things. See, when it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to eternity, what I do in this life for Christ has a direct result in what responsibilities I will have in eternity. Did you get that? Christian friend, what you do in this life has a direct effect, direct result with the responsibility that you'll have in eternity. Too many of us think that we're going to be strumming harps and floating on uh, clouds and, and that's the way heaven's going to be and we're not going to be doing anything. No, that's not what Scripture says at all. Matter of fact, Scripture teaches us that uh, heaven's um, uh, going to be a place of service. Eternity's going to be a place of service. If all I was doing was sitting on a cloud and strumming a harp all day, that'd be kind of boring, but heaven's not going to be boring. Heaven and eternity is going to be exciting. It's going to be life-giving. Eternity is going to be a time of service in the kingdom. See, the rewards for a faithful believer that maximizes their opportunities will be greater opportunities for service. But look at also here during this time of reckoning. It says that they will enter into the joy of the Lord. There is going to be complete satisfaction and joy Total satisfaction of the heart. Joy unspeakable in your life. This is what happens when you're a faithful servant. When I'm a faithful servant. This is what happens when we maximize our opportunities. But look at the day of the reckoning for the third servant. Take a look at verse 24. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. This man says that, oh, my goal is to serve you, Lord. But this man betrays himself in two ways. You say, how does he betray himself? First, because he produces nothing. He didn't really want to serve the Lord. You know, there are many times that people say that they want to serve the Lord, but, oh, yeah, I love the Lord, I want to serve him, but they don't do anything for Christ. Can I challenge you, friend? Don't be that type of servant because... This is where you're finding yourself. You're finding yourself as the third servant. He produces nothing. And how else do you know that he betrayed the master? He really didn't want to serve the master because he attacked the character of the master. He doesn't love or respect the master. This is the way that he characterized the master. In verse 25, he says, I was afraid of you. He says that the master is a hard man, that he's a thief, that he's an unforgiving man, that he's unmerciful, that he's not gracious, that he's unkind, that he does not show compassion. Hey, friend, this servant was living in the environment of redemption, and he wasted his opportunity. 
See, there are many people that will claim that they're Christians, that will come to church and that will play the part, but they're really not followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, this man shows his heart. He didn't really know his master. See, if you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, you know that he is loving. You know that he is kind. You know that he is compassionate. You know that he is forgiving. You know that he is honorable. You know that he is gracious. You know that he is merciful. See, this man, this third servant, portrays a non-worshipping heart. See, it's the one who professes to be a believer, but doesn't have the possession of being a believer. They profess to know Christ, but they really don't have Christ. The master confronts the servant and says, if you really knew me, and if you really believe that that was the type of man that I am, if you really believe that I was a hard man, if you really believe that I was an unkind and an ungracious man, then guess what? You would have invested that money with the bankers and got me interest. See, this master didn't allow this servant to slide. This master called the servant, if you will, on the proverbial carpet. If you truly believe that I was that type of master, you would have invested the money at least to get me some return. No, you were slothful, you were lazy, and you really don't know me. See, <clears throat> this servant didn't do anything with the opportunity he was given because he had nothing to do with the master. He didn't want to really know the master. And his action betrayed him. See, in order for you to maximize your opportunities this morning, you must accept the fact that you have a responsibility. You must accept the fact that also that you're, you, you will have a, a, a reaction to this responsibility. It will reveal if you've been faithful to the opportunity or not. And you must understand that there is a day of reckoning for your opportunities. But lastly this morning, if you're going to maximize your opportunity, you will experience a reward. Take a look at verse 28. <clears throat> Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. You know, if you look up the word reward, you'll find that a reward can be given for something done right or done wrong. It says it this way, it's a fair return for good or bad behavior. All of these servants received a reward but not all the rewards were beneficial. See, the ones who were faithful, they received more. But the one who did nothing with their opportunity was stripped of the opportunity that they had and it was given to the one with ten talents. See, faithful servants will always receive more opportunities, more privileges, more service. But the unfaithful servant will be rewarded as well. Take a look at verse 30. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. <clears throat> there shall be weeping <clears throat> and gnashing of teeth. This servant's reward was eternal damnation. This servant was never a believer. He looked the part, but he was never the part. You remember with me, there's a portion earlier in the book of Matthew where there were false prophets that came to the Lord and said, Lord, Lord, have we not done all this in your name? And you know what Jesus said? I never knew you. You're not part of the kingdom. 
See, remember, when Jesus said to these servants, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou have been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He was not just commenting on their conduct. He was commenting on their character. See, in the church, there are those who are going to be prepared for the rapture and for the second coming of Christ. And there are those who are not going to maximize their opportunities. Let me ask you, friend, are you maximizing the opportunities that God has given to you? If so, will you take a look and compare the four ingredients from the passage of Scripture here and see, am I maximizing? Do I realize that I have a responsibility here? Do I realize that I, I, there is a, a reaction that I have towards my opportunities if I'm, I'm uh, reacting in a positive way to maximize them or I'm, I'm not reacting positively at all? Do I accept the fact that there's a day of reckoning with the Master? And depending on what I do with the opportunities given to me will depend upon the reward that I receive. Let me ask you something. If Christ were to come back today, do you know that you would spend eternity with him? Upon what, upon what scripture are you basing your answer? Do you know that you're going to heaven? Could you show me from the word of God, this is what I'm basing my eternity upon? My friend, if you don't know Christ, your personal savior, Today, the way that you can maximize the opportunity that's been presented to you, you've got a responsibility now to either accept or reject the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can accept him as your Savior, repent of your sins, believe in him that he died for you, that it was your sin and my sin that placed him on the cross, that you can't pay for your sin on your own, that you needed a substitute to be able to pay for your sin. Your works are my works. Or if we combined, if we were able to combine all the good works of every single man and woman, boy and girl that have ever lived or ever will live, it will never get us into heaven. And that we would just trust Jesus Christ alone. If you were to put your faith and trust in him right now, you'll be maximizing your opportunity. It's as simple as just praying and asking the Lord Jesus Christ something like this. Dear God, according to your word, I know that I'm a sinner. And according to your word, I know that it says that you died on the cross for my sins. And I'm asking you now, to forgive me of my sins. And I'm placing my faith in you and you alone, not my religion, not my church affiliation, not a baptism, a communion, a confession, whatever. Lord, I am placing my faith in you and you alone that when I die, I'll go to be with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, according to the word of God, 
If you've placed your faith in, in Jesus Christ, the Bible says that you're on your way to heaven. If you've just done that today, we'd like to be able to be a help to you. You could email me and let me know that at pastoredopenbiblenj.org. We would greatly appreciate that. And if you have, we will send you a gift in the mail. We'll send you out a Bible and, and a book to be able to help you on your spiritual journey. And so if you've accepted Christ today as your personal Savior, please fill out that electronic connection card and, and let us know about that. Because we want to rejoice with you. We want to be a help to you. We want you to grow in the things of God. It's a great journey with God. And though our world is going crazy, I can tell you as a Christian, I've got stability in my life. I've got a solid foundation. And that's because of Jesus Christ. And so would you reach out to us today? Friend, if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, we would encourage you to consider what was just spoken about today. For those of you who do know Christ as your personal Savior, I would encourage you to maximize your opportunity. Thanks for joining us on today's broadcast. We hope it was an encouragement to you. Be sure to reach out to someone this week. Send an encouraging text or a voicemail to stay connected. If you'd like to give today, you can do so on openbiblenj.org. To get encouraged throughout your week, check out our podcast of past messages on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Thanks again for watching. We'll see you on the next broadcast.